Chagigat of Chof Vav Amid Beis, Shir number one. We're just at the bottom of Chof Vav Amid Aleph, um, the second last line in Mishnah. In the previous Mishnah, we just learned that because the Tumah of the Am Ha'aretz was sort of ignored or suspended during the festival, um, the, uh, the Am Ha'aretz was allowed to come into the base of Migdash, and he probably came into contact with a lot of the vessels used in the temple service. So we, the, the previous Mishnah told us that immediately after the festival, they would clear out all of those vessels and purify them. Um, it was a discussion on what day they would or wouldn't do it. Um, now the Mishnah asks the question, How do they remove the vessels um, from the courtyard of the temple, of the Beis HaMikdash, in order to purify them? So it says, It, it says that they would, oh, they would obviously take them out, they would, they would dip them in the water, they would immerse them in a mikvah. All of these vessels, that were in the Mikdash, and they would say to the people, this is now, the, 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 they would say to the, um, the ignorant, the Amaratzim, at the time of the festival, Hizharu, be careful, do not touch the Shulchan, the table in the Beis HaMikdash, because they didn't want to have to remove the table, because the table with the showbreads on them is supposed to be there permanently. So therefore, we didn't want to remove that table. Now, if, the, if it had become contaminated with, uh, with biblical tumah, they would have removed it and purified it. But since the tumah of an Amaretz uh, is only a, a rabbinical injunction, so that's why they, didn't, uh, they just told everyone, don't touch the table. But everything else they would remove and purify. All of the kalim, all of the vessels in the Beis HaMikdash, there were second sets and third sets. Why? Because if the first set became impure, they would bring in, like, replacement, the second sets, in order to use in their places. And so too, if the second set became impure, then the third one would be brought. All of the kalim, all of the vessels in the mikdash would require... Um, immersion in the mikveh to purify themselves after the festival, except for the mizbeach hazav, the golden mizbeach, and the mizbeach nechoshes, the copper mizbeach, the golden mizbeach used for the keteris, the incense, and the copper mizbeach used for the korbanas. Those would not require immersion. Obviously, we mentioned up above the shulchan, the table also would not require. But since we already listed that, we don't need to say that again. Why don't we need to uh, immerse the golden and the copper altars? Because they are treated like earth. And since earth is not makabal tumah, cannot contract tumah, so therefore these two kalim um, cannot uh, become tame. That is Divri Rabbi Eliezer. That's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. The Chachamim give a different reason. And they say, Because they are covered. They are plated with either gold or with copper. And that plating um, makes it that it won't contract Tumah. We'll explain that in the Gemara. So now the Gemara tells us, Tana, it's taught in a Braitha, that they, they said, be careful, lest you touch the Shulchan and the Menorah. So we mentioned in the Mishnah, don't touch the Shulchan, the table. Here it's saying, don't touch the Menorah. Tana didan, my time aloy tani Menorah. So why did our Tana, the author of our Mishnah, not mention the Menorah? Our Tana only mentioned the Shulchan. Do not touch the Shulchan. Um, and yet the Brisa mentions the Shulchan and the Menorah. So the Gemara answers and says, 
Shulchan Ksiv Bey Tamid, because by the Shulchan it says Tamid, continuously, permanently. So therefore, because the Shulchan has to be there constantly, that's why we don't want it to become impure, that we would have to take it out and purify it. But Menorah Lo Ksiv Tamid, but since the Menorah doesn't say the word Tamid continuously, so therefore our, the author of our Tana doesn't see it as such a problem. Since one can take the menorah out whenever they need to and purify it. So therefore, they didn't warn people. According to the author of our Mishnah, they didn't warn people not to touch it. Ve'idach came into Tichsiv. So what about the author of the Braisa? How come the Braisa does worry about the impurity of the menorah? So the answer to that is, is Kevin Dichsiv, because it says by the menorah, Ve'es ha-menorah noicha chashulchan, that the menorah need, needs to be placed by the shulchan, in front of the shulchan, so since there's a halachic link between the menorah and the shulchan, command ichsiv ba tamid dami. It's as if it wrote the word tamid continuously by the menorah. Since it said continuously by the, the shulchan, meaning that the shulchan can't be moved, so, and then it says that the menorah needs to be in front of that shulchan, so therefore it sounds like it's saying that just as the shulchan needs to be there permanently, so too the menorah needs to be in front of it permanently. Ve'idach, and the author of our Mishnah, who doesn't, doesn't learn like that, he learns that that posuk that, um, that is just coming along to teach us where to put the menorah, that it needs to be geographically in front of the shulchan. So we have a machloikas between the author of our Mishnah and the author of the Braisa, whether we uh, warn people not to touch the, sh- the, the menorah, just like we warn them not to touch the shulchan. The shulchan is because it says tamid continuously, and they can't take it out to purify it. And the question is, is the posuk that says the menorah needs to be in front of the shulchan, is that saying that it needs to be continuously, permanently in front of the shulchan, and therefore they should be warning the people not to touch it, like the author of the Braisa? Or the author of our Mishnah holds, no, that's just to tell us simply where to put the menorah. But if it does become impure, it's not such a big deal. They'll take it out and purify it. So what comes out, though, according to both the Mishnah and the Braisa, is we are concerned that the Shulchan should stay pure. In other words, it could become Tameh. So we're telling everyone, keep it pure, because they don't want to have to remove it from the, from the Beis HaMikdash, from its position. So the Gemara says, but typically... Why don't we learn that actually there is really no problem if an Amaretz touches the Shulchan? Why? Because since it's a Kli'etz, a wooden vessel, which is Asuyulanachas, which is made to stay in the same place, it's not made to be moved around, it's not a portable, not a portable Kli vessel. And we're going to learn in a, in a, a second that that. Ingred- those ingredients make it that it is not susceptible to Tumah. That any wooden vessel which is made to remain in the same place is not susceptible to Tumah. So my Tumah, how do we know this? What's the reason? Because in order for something to be susceptible to Tumah, it has to be like sack, like sackcloth. Just as sackcloth is something which is moved around, whether it is full or whether it is empty, so to anything which is moved around, either full or empty, is susceptible to Tumah. But since this vessel is made of wood and it's made to stay stationary, so therefore it's not susceptible to Tumah. 
So the Gemara is asking a question. Why are we warning the Amaratsim not to touch the not to touch the table? Let them touch the table. And what of it? It's not going to become Tame because it's a Kli'etz Asuila Nachas, and every Kli'etz which is made to stay in the same position is not susceptible to Tumah. So the Gemara answers and it says, In truth, the Shulchan actually is moved around, both empty and full. Like who is this? Kedereish Lakish. Like Reish Lakish taught us. Do Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish said, "My dechsev ala shulchan hatahor." Why? What? What? What does it mean in the Torah when it says that it should be on the pure table? Michlal. From here we can learn shehutame that it could become impure if the Torah has to say put it on the pure table. It we can infer that it could become impure. Va'amai. And the question is why. It's a stationary wooden vessel, and therefore it should be impervious to Tumah. So this is now Reish Lakish explaining, it's teaching us, that they would lift up the table with the showbreads on it, and they would show all of the people who came up to Yerushalayim for the festival, the Lechem Hapanim, the showbreads on it. And they would say to all of these people looking at the table, See how dear and precious you are in front of Hashem. Because why? That when they remove the bread, it's exactly the same as when they put it out. Because Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi taught us, that there was a tremendous miracle that happened with the showbreads. As they were laid out, so too they were taken off. What does that mean? To put on the, the hot bread on the to put on the bread hot on the day that it is taken off. So what we learn from this is is that the bread, when they put it on the, 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 the table, it was piping hot, freshly baked. And a week later, when they would take it off, it was still hot and freshly baked. A tremendous miracle. So according to Reh Shokish, they would lift up the table and show the people who were coming to the, the base of Migdash for the Aliyah Laregel, they would show how precious we are and how dear and loved we are by Hashem that He performed such a miracle. So if that's the case, the Shulchan is in fact something which is moved around. It is not stationary. And therefore, it should become susceptible to Tumah. And that is why both the Mishnah and the Brayse told us that we warn the Amaratzim in the base of Mikdash, do not touch it at the time of the festival.